Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beard Zone podcast. My name is David. I'm one of the hosts. You know these two guys with me, Theo, Scooter. How we doing today, fellas? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, man. Pretty it's good is great... an accurate statement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm listen, we're <laughs> not, I don't want to overdo it. I'm not amazing. I'm not terrible. <laughs> doing pretty good. No, I'm feeling great, man. How about you, Scooter? I'm just glad to be on with y'all again, talking some football. Family's doing good. Friends are doing all right. Weather could be a little better. You know, had some rain, had some overcast. And I'm like, is it still nighttime over here? It's, it's <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready to talk football with y'all. Let's talk football, man. There's a there's not a whole lot of football to talk about. We only were blessed with two games last weekend and Gl- well, or Scooter. Blessed. Is blessed the right word? Uh, you know, it know. wasn't I don't know. It wasn't a blessing. It wasn't mm-hmm. a blessing, but yes, Scooter, Scooter, take your bow, take your bow, my friend, because you successfully predicted to the Super Bowl matchup in the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The rest of the nation is upset. Me and Theo are absolutely heartbroken. I am still very upset with Dan Campbell for not kicking any field goals whatsoever. And yeah, dude, twice. Like you have let's okay, rip the yeah, band. Come on, off, right? Come on, rip Just it off. Rip the band Just have off. to shake it off. You're yeah. a, oh, don't start, dude. Hey, don't start. Are you, do you, should you <laughs> make your apology to the my... people now? Okay. Apologize. <laughs> not you, not you, Scooter. Oh. Scooter has something that he was supposed to be. Anything. I was 100% he's... right. No, he was supposed to be wearing something. Tell them what to oh, explain. Yeah, yeah. explain. So, so uh, unfortunately, uh, some shipping got delayed. I will be getting my shirt tomorrow, and I will absolutely wear it on the next episode. It is uh, something I would never, never wear, ever. And my wife has already claimed it. So, like, after that episode, my wife will be getting... My Taylor Swift shirt. All right. So I, me, and, me, and, uh, me and me and me and Dave talked about it. We didn't want to tell you until the episode started, but yeah, because you don't have the shirt yet, you have to do this episode shirtless. So, um, you know, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> are we rated for that? Or are we? Uh... No, no, we're not. Nope. No, no, we're not. False alarm. We are not rated. People, False alarm. come back. Come back, people. It was where's a joke. The, the flag? Go. I got Don't a flag run away. Somewhere in here. Hold on a second. Flag. Don't lose Don't. yourself, Gl- Scooter. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Again. Here we go. Flag uh, on see. the play. Flag on the but play. But unfortunately, yeah. back to unfortunately, unfortunately, Dan Campbell did not kick the field goal. You're up 24 to 10. You're in enemy's territory. You have all the momentum on your side. Your offense is clicking on all cylinders. Your defense is doing their job. They're getting Brock Purdy and that explosive offense off the field. And for some reason, you decide, you know what? I don't want to kick a field goal. So you don't kick a field goal. You don't get it. They go down and score. Then you get another opportunity to kick another field goal and what happens doesn't yeah, happen they go right down the field score again now we're we're in a situation to where all the momentum is now back to the home field advantage and now and, and also 
Jared Goff had no help. It looked like he had the Kansas City oh Chiefs gosh. wide receivers out there oh my with all the drop passes. Josh Reynolds was catching though. St. Brown was his no, only good I mean, catch. Yeah. St. Brown no. was consistent. I will I will give him that. But Josh Dude, Reynolds dropped Josh Reynolds. huge third down and fourth down plays. He lost that game. What, well, one of well the, Dan one Campbell of the not kicking the let, field let me not, goal let, lost yeah, the game. Uh, he didn't combo, lose it, but he combo. was one of the reasons. He was one of the reasons. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. But why do you? How do you do that? I understand, and everyone's just like, "Oh, well, this is how the Lions got here." You know, they went for it. This is the percentage of you know all their success this season. You don't do that in a playoff game. You don't do that in a national championship game or a national champ, an NFC championship game where. You have the momentum. Why are you, you got greedy and you tried to take, you you should have just taken the points. You easily, you just should have just taken the points. So, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Scooter. I'll go after you. Oh, man. So as a, as a, a leader of people in some form or fashion, I understand that you have to live and die by your decisions. Right. And and sometimes those decisions are made on a national stage and you lose. So to that same end, like Dan Campbell, un, like 100% takes that loss. And, and he admitted it in his press conference. And when you sit there and you say, this is what we've done all year and this is what got us here. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Check, check, check. But you had the opportunity to put up six points on a team in which you knew you cannot give them that extra two possessions in this case. No. Where you could have stopped them. Your defense was doing fine, but you lost momentum. And when you lose momentum to the enemy or your opposition, you do not give them a vote. When you go to war, you don't give them a choice if they want to fight back. You punch them in the face, you bury them, and you move on. In football, you don't give your opponent that time. You don't give them that possession. You put them down as fast as possible. And what we saw in both of these games is they lost momentum 100%. And it was yeah. a coaching error on in one side. And the other, we'll get to that. But Right. Yeah. I'd love I to mean, hear Theo's thoughts on that one, though. I'm... Um... So I, I I I went through on the roller coaster with this one, guys. I I I really did. And during the game, I was just I was just the same amount as just pissed off and just like completely, absolutely like flabbergasted as to why you would not like under like understood that's your that's your identity. That's that's who your team is. I get it, but it's just like. Why here? Why on the biggest stage? Um, and I think some days passed, and then I was like, you know what? It is their identity. It is who. It is how they got here. It is Dan Campbell. It is what the team expects. You know, it's identity. He told them, "This is what I'm gonna do." That's what he did. He was unflinching, and there's something to that. You know, I, I was coming around to it. Like, you know what? There's something towards just sticking to your guns. And if 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 Josh Reynolds catches those passes, like we're having a different discussion. We're like, oh, he's a genius. Uh, you know, what if he didn't do that? You know, and and you know, if he extends that play and you know, it caused them to get a touchdown, and then and then it's like, well, what if he didn't do that? Everyone's like, wow, what a genius. But at the end of the day, I think um, 
uh, Schrager said it right, you know, on Good Morning Football. Man, as a, as a coach, you do not have the luxury of being stagnant, of, of being like, just uh, just stick to your guns and do exactly the same thing every time. You have to be water. You have to be fluid. You have to go into every game knowing that it's a different equation that you need to beat this different team. You can't do the same thing every time. You just can't do it. Like I and so what I landed on is I'm fine with the one time you did it. That's what you do. You 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 know whatever you 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 go for it. You didn't get it. But man, the second time is just an egregious error that I just I cannot forgive. You know, it's just like no, like do like at this point you it didn't work. Why would you go back to this? Well, that that was wrong. So it's like I completely get it, Dan Campbell. I still love you. I still think you're a great coach, but I hope you learn from this because it didn't have to be that way. And now we have the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And it's not fun. And no one's happy about that. And the thing about it is, though, is that the the, the Detroit Lions, their, their faithful fan base are, is going to support this team moving forward. Oh, yeah. Right? It's oh, a yeah. heartbreak. It oh. was such a – I mean, everyone I, – I don't even think it was just the Detroit fan – First no, of all, no shout way. out to those fans because that stadium was blue. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of blue in Candle, you, you know, in, in that state in Levi Stadium. And so when you when you think of this fan base, they're gonna be there for this team next year. There's no question about that. It just the the heart, the nation's heart, I feel like, outside of being the 49ers fan or a Chiefs fan, right? We all wanted uh Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just what we all wanted outside of Scooter, of course. But, you know, congrats on being right. So, um, I guess. Once, dude. Just once. <laughs> I might throw up. I don't even know if I can move on. But, um, no, it's. You just have to calm down. Uh, no. Uh, no. Wait. But. Is that. I don't even yeah, know. But, Theo, oh. you're right, man. So. <laughs> Jeez, Theo, you're right though. The you go for it that first time, you don't make it. Okay, fine, whatever. All right, you you're you're up by 14 points or 17 points, I think it was at the time, or whatever it may. I think it was 14. It was 24 to 10, and so you're up. You go for it. You don't get it. Okay, they go down. They capitalize on that. They score a touchdown. Okay, now you have the opportunity to kick the next heel goal and you don't go for it again. That to me is where you go. Okay. What are we doing? This is where the, the, the questions start coming in, but it's always, you know, hindsight is always 2020. It is. You know, I mean, if, if, if he, if, if he makes those or if Josh Reynolds catches, catches those, or, you know, if, if the defense continues to hold up just like they were the entire first half, it doesn't matter, right? Because they continue, they move on, they win the game. Detroit's in the Super Bowl. We all, you know, witness history, right? Mm-hmm. Watching a franchise go to their first Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Shout out to the 49ers. It wasn't a gimme game. They had to fight their way. They had to claw their way back. And although there were some questionable decisions made on the opposing side, it doesn't matter. They, at the end of the day, 
fought the Claude and and earned that spot in the Super Bowl. And now we get to see Mr. Irrelevant try and take down the king of the NFL right now, which to me is a, a storybook within itself, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this kid doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Brock Purdy, if you look at his stats alone, I think I want to say it was Steve Smith who said if you look at his stats alone, you would call him a top five quarterback. But because of the name Brock Purdy, he doesn't get that recognition. Oh, yeah, he's a good quarterback. Game manager, as Cam Newton would say. But if you look at his stats, if you look at his winning percentage, he he's a great quarterback. And he's now proven now in the NFL, two seasons back-to-back in the NFL to the national championship game. Let's not forget about last, last national champion or – I say national champion, NFC, NFC championship, NFC championship, NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. So last NFC championship game, if he doesn't get hurt, what's the outcome of that? Oh, they win a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. I think they win. So this is, this is a rematch of the chiefs and the 49ers from just a few years back. This was the chiefs first Super Bowl with Patrick, Mahomes that they won and now I'm seeing all this stuff from George Kittle about how he's saying I'll be back here and when I'm back I'm going to come with vengeance and he even said on the sideline to one of his teammates I don't know who he was talking to but he he talked to him and he was just like I can't wait at the end of the game when I can say they had us in the first half like mm-hmm. he said that he on said the that. sideline yep. prior to them coming back Yep. So this guy is just speaking stuff into existence, man. I would love to see George Kittle get a ring. I would love to see the Kyle Shanahan get a ring. I would love to see Brock Purdy get a ring. You know, so I mean, like, this is definitely the team of, you know, this is the team that everyone is rooting for, right? Because Taylor Swift yeah. and the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not even Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey anymore. It's Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs that none of us want to see host a Super Bowl or, you know, win a Super Bowl. And so I mean, it is what it is. But on the flip side, I mean, if they win, this is, I mean, that's that's a big thing for the Chiefs. Yeah. Go ahead. I got two things. One, George Kittle was like a fifth-round pick. Yeah. Brock Purdy was the last dude drafted. Kyle Shanahan is doing things with that team. That. It's crazy. Or. Yeah unmeasurable I, I, and mm-hmm. I say that because like he's taking like the bill belichick approach taking these guys out of nowhere undrafted lower in the the tree of draft right and winning and, and and not just winning but like owning the nfc like chris mccaffrey was a number one draft pick but he didn't draft him mm-hmm. right you also have this thing in the NFL and all the fan base that just like, oh, it's, it's Taylor Swift. Okay, get over it. She's dating Travis Kelsey, and we just need to move on. Yeah. Like, got got it. Whatever. They're gonna Tell the pan, cameraman. They're that, gonna then. pan to her because it's all about money, right? You're gonna get the Swifties. You're gonna get the money. But like, Travis Kelsey balled out in that game. <sighs> he did. Like, a low game for him is like 80 yards and one touchdown, mm-hmm. which is insane. Mm-hmm. And he's a tight end. 
So like yeah. Patrick Mahomes is still number one as far as the QB tree goes in the in the mountain of, of of Patrick Mahomes, right? But I think Brock Purdy really needs to be put in like the second tier under him because he's playing like Joe Montana winning a Super Bowl. Now we still have to wait for the Super Bowl and watch how it plays out and everything else. It's a team sport, y'all. It's not just one dude. You can't tell me the quarterback's a game manager when he's putting four thousand yards on. He, that's not a game mm. manager. That's a Fair leader. Point. That's a straight up leader. And Brock Purdy proved that when he was running for like twenty something yards multiple times. Now someone's probably gonna yeah. fact check me and say he only ran twenty yards once. But still he put up like fifty yards in the second half of rushing. And like, oh Brock Purdy can actually run. Like, yeah. He just he just told the Lions, hey guys, I'm here and I'm gonna win it for us. Yeah. He's um, listen. I I can't. I am this. Is, I'm very, very confounded in this Super Bowl. It, it's a very difficult situation I've been placed in as a Rams fan because I I I can't bring myself to cheer for the 49ers. I just I can't do it. I'm not. I I just hate them. I hate them so much. So I I, I really I I. I'm gonna have to, unfortunately, and I hate to cheer for the, I hate to cheer for the the reigning champions too. I love an underdog. Theo, don't do it to me. Um, Are I'm they sorry, an underdog? I, uh, Are they? The 49ers? Uh, the Chiefs. No, no, no. The Chiefs are not the underdog. I'm saying, oh, okay. I say, I love to cheer for an underdog. <laughs> um, but I, like, like, I'm not, Theo. I'm not calling, I'm not picking. I'm not. I'm just not gonna pick a team. Like I like I told you guys when when on Sunday, like I'm gonna watch the game because it's football. But I'm just I I I don't know. I can't have a dog in this race because I don't know if I want either team to win. Can they just tie? Can the can the game just never end and they just for they just like tie for infinity? Uh-huh. Because I I just I I don't want to see Mahomes win. And I don't want to see the 49ers win. So, like, I'm, I'm I'm between a rock and a hard place. But even with all that, I give Purdy his due. Purdy 100% has earned all the accolades that he's gotten. Dude is good. He's legit. He's the real deal. Let's stop questioning him for the love of God. Like, this, like, come on. It's enough. Like, he is a legitimate quarterback. System Who cares? Every quarterback is a system quarterback. Everyone. Yeah. Who knows? Like, yep. yes, Mahomes is great. Mahomes is wonderful. Guess what? There's a reason why Mahomes was not considered to be a top prospect. In college, he had a wild arm. In college, he threw interceptions. In college, it was big, but it was uncontrolled. He went into the right system and became Mahomes. Who knows what he would have been had he gone anywhere else? We don't know. Guess he's a system quarterback. So, like, let's let's... Get the system talk out and like judge each of these guys by what they do on the field with the team that they got. That's all we can do. Purdy is yeah. legit. He's the real deal. Let's stop questioning it. Purdy is definitely legit. He's the real deal, and he deserves all the flowers of getting this team back. Well, he didn't get them back to the Super Bowl, but he got them back to the NFC Championship game last week, and he ended up you know, finishing the job this time around. 
got him to the Super Bowl. Now I know that he has, you know, the chip. And the fact that like Nick Bosa came up to him and was just like, man, can you yeah. believe that you're playing this good? And he's just yeah. like, I can play better. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's dude, that's a dog. You know, like that, that to me shows that he's confident in himself. He's confident with the system that he's in and he believes in himself and he believes in the team around him. And uh, I think that people are going to feed off of that. So it's going to be incredible. Now let's flip over to the AFC. Will Lamar Jackson ever win a a championship game? Because the two playoff wins that he has right now is against a rookie quarterback and against Ryan Tannehill. The AFC is so loaded though. It's (laughs) like, look at the AFC North. But someone has to be able to come out outside of Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow has proven that he can beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoff. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, the other two top quarterbacks there, have not done that. Yeah. And we want to continue to give Lamar Jackson his flowers, but at, and he's played well. He's played great this year, and he's a definitely a, a for-sure candidate for the MVP. But if we look at him, if if you're a Ravens fan, are you happy with the future of that franchise with Lamar at the helm? I'm scared. I'm scared as a Ravens fan. I'm like, like at the end of the day, like, like not 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 unhappy, not unhappy, but like okay. I think scared is the is the fear is the, because it's like, is this guy ever gonna get the monkey off his shoulder? Like, like is he is he gonna be able to figure this out? Like at the end of the day, like it's like what I said before, we're we're entering a time now where it seems like Mahomes is starting to build this big bad wolf kind of persona, and he is the guy that. You know, you're just not going to beat me. And even if you beat me in the regular season, I'm going to come back in the post and I'm going to just do whatever I want. And then, like, that's the thing that I hated so much about the the the, Patri- the Brady-led Patriots. It's just, like, teams, I would just be like, just beat him. Like, <laughs> just don't allow him to dink and dunk to Edelman and Gronk down the field and come back on you. Like, why, like? Where is I just like why would teams constantly allow this man to bring them bring his team back from the brink? I'm like, do you have no shame, sir? Do you have no like where is your pride? Because I'm just like this guy, like a guy, he can just lord it over you. Like I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than your whole team. I'll do whatever, whatever, whatever I want, whenever I want. And Mahomes is starting to be that. And it's just like, yeah, where, like, fi- like this, these teams got to find that fire, man. You got to find that fire because it's like, that's what football is about. You got to beat this guy and you can't allow this guy to dominate you. So listen, Lamar, I give him all the credit in the world for what he did this season. Great season. But you need to play the same way in the post. And bring that same fire in the post. Now, it's not just Lamar. There's more to it. Zay Flowers. That punch out right at the goal line. That was rough. Big turning point in the game. Huge turning point in that game. It's all the rule. Yeah. You gotta have ball security. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think anyone's arguing that. It just sucked. You know, I mean, like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hell of a play by Sneed, though. I yeah, mean, oh, you have great. to. Oh, I mean, amazing dude, play, amazing what a play, play by him. So you know? yeah, it's it's very that, solid. That's something that this Chiefs team, I think, gets overlooked because of the offense oh, yeah. and Patrick Mahomes. This defense now is, is probably the best that Mahomes has ever had. Mm-hmm. I told y'all. 
I straight up told you guys in the last episode, right, this, is, this team was clicking to the point where it was like, they are the hot team. Yeah, Buffalo yeah. was the hot team coming into the playoffs, and they got mm-hmm. stopped in the second half due to adjustments. Andrew Reid is fantastic at just out-coaching people. Shanahan is fantastic at it because of his dad, and he learned and everything else. If you're the Washington Redskins or Commanders now, and you have all these head coaches, and you're looking at your tree from like 2015, and you're going, oh, man, we yeah. did something. But like yeah. the, the AFC to me has like the most talent, elite talent at the quarterback level that can yeah. understand competition. Uh, yeah. Josh it's Allen, scary. Lamar Jackson, it's stellar. Yeah, absolutely stellar. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Jimmy Garoppolo when he's healthy. You got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, and watch see, out for Justin Herbert with um now Jim Justin Harbaugh. Herbert. Absolutely. Did you and, say Stroud just now? Stroud, I was getting there. Oh. I, I, the list goes on and on and on. I just didn't know it. It was like, to me, make sure. It, it, <laughs> to me, the AFC absolutely comes down to how the team is coached and how you make those adjustments. If we if we yeah. watch the yeah. the Dolphins and Chiefs, we watch the Chiefs and the the Bills. It's all about adjustments. If you just straight up say, "Hey, here's the play. Go ahead and go fourth and do great mm-hmm. things." You get wild card scenarios like the shootout in 13 seconds, like we had what 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Chiefs. It's like touchdown, touchdown. There were more touchdowns scored in the last like four minutes of that game than there were the whole game. And it was like, yeah. okay, cool. It was this insane. Is insane. This is great TV. <laughs> but at the same token, the AFC to me has the tightest gap in talent with the widest gap in coaching. The NFC has the tightest gap in coaching with the players having to execute being the bigger gap. Mm-hmm. So like, look, for instance. Okay. 49ers in in like the only difference between Mike Tomlin and what was it Mike McCarthy is like what a few wins barely like Tomlin has him in the regular season but McCarthy has him in the playoffs for wins they both have one Super Bowl one's considered elite and the other one's considered jump so like we really have to understand the dynamics here and, and when you look at teams in the playoffs you have to look at them holistically the Chiefs absolutely have the probably the better secondary. Actually, they do have the better secondary. Let's be real. They have the Ravens missed out on the golden opportunity and just run the ball. The Chiefs do not have a the best run defense. Now Chris Jones was coming out and playing like a beast, and so were uh, was it Gay and um, their other other linebacker. I can't his name eludes me, but you're not going to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. on the 49ers let's be real the front four and greenlaw and and warner in the middle you're not doing that they are going to eat you alive but the secondary for the 49ers is where patrick Mahomes is going to thrive they were yeah. eating alive golf and then somehow it, they failed to adjust their offensive plan and shanahan adjusted in the second half for defense your failure to coach is your failure to adjust. Your mm-hmm. failure to succeed in the playoffs is your failure to adjust. Yeah, and I mean, beautifully said. I think that's I think that that's what's going to come down to the Super Bowl ultimately. Ultimate, honestly, 
it's Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. And I don't know who to pick. And we'll make our picks next week for the Super for the Super Bowl episode. Mm-hmm. But um I mean, but you know what? We got to, you know, we gave flowers to Brock Purdy and everything that he's been able to do. You also have to give flower to to Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do consistently over the last several years. He's and so the fact ridiculous. That, and, and, the, you know, and I know everyone doesn't want to, you know, uh, be happy about it or, you know, they're just annoyed with it because, you know, if it's not their team consistently in there, then it has to be different teams every year. But that's just not how it's been in the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, we had Brady, you know, and I mean, if you honestly, if you look at the history of the NFL, it's really been kind of the same teams and the same, you know, franchises consistently year in and year out in the playoffs. And then ultimately, obviously, one just kind of makes it. And then every once in a while, you get a odd year where, you know, you have your Cinderella run or you have, <clears throat> you know, an, an kind of an odd Super Bowl that, you know, no one really kind of saw coming. But Patrick Mahomes being able to do what he's done over the course of these playoffs going on the road, everyone was just like, oh, you know, he can't, you know, can he win on the road? You know, yeah, he can. He's he and he's been able to make really good situations happen, even with an offense that honestly doesn't have the talent that he's had over the last several years outside of Travis Kelsey, of course. But I mean, look at his wide receivers. Now, MVS has kind of shown up randomly in big moments it seems like for him um seems like he's kind of like his security blanket when it comes down to kind of making big plays and 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 crunch time moments but i mean shout out to patrick mahomes and what he's been able to do and i you know everyone is you know kind of wanting to compare him to tom brady and everything else like that i mean that's just gonna happen that's just what the media does just to kind of stir the stories but I mean, honestly, man, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and we can't deny that. You know, I mean, he's just that good. And he can very much win his third Super Bowl in five years. This absolutely, the, you know, next weekend. So absolutely. It's gonna be a it should be a a fun what? game to watch. But let's let's kind of switch it up a little bit. You know, I mean, we're we're gonna kind of keep this episode a little bit shorter. Um, but um and let us know, hey, if you if you guys right now, if you guys are either coming up uh, upon us or you guys have been frequently watching us, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like, give us a comment, give us a share. Um, that helps us <clears throat> us out a lot in uh, you know what we're trying to build here. So we definitely appreciate all your support. Mm-hmm. Um, so and uh, leave us your comments for you know any of your Super Bowl predictions as well. Um, but uh, there's been some head coaching. Uh, vacancies that have been filled mm-hmm. some have been a little surprising um you know there's been some offensive and defensive coordinators that have been filled as well um everyone look away if you are a Najee harris you know fantasy owner um right now because arthur smith is in control of that offense and i don't understand that um i don't understand that that hire at all i just don't so oh my I, god yeah like, yeah did y'all it's not learn scooter did you it's, just uh, did you just forget the whole 2023 season? What? And, and if you're a Falcons fan, I just want you to pay attention to Raheem Morris's tenure for the Bucks. That's what you're gonna get. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. He's an excellent coordinator. We tackled this subject before. Some guys 
are excellent coordinators and terrible head coaches. Now, Arthur Smith can probably prove if he's worth even coordinator job. Doubtful. But I, I, I don't even understand that hire. I, I know we're just three dudes talking football, but that just doesn't make sense. So I um I actually got uh there's this guy that I follow on on uh on Twitter or X or whatever and um he actually had a he had another take. He had another take. He said he likes to hire the f- the first and only person I've ever seen to say, you know. And he was like don't kill me. Don't kill me internet, but I do kind of like this hire and he talked about he skipped over Arthur's Arthur Smith's tenure in Atlanta and jumped back to his tenure in uh, Tennessee and talked about his time with uh, the Titans and Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. Um, how in that offense he was able to find the cut, get the guys that needed the ball to get to have the ball, and how he did scheme up plays like for his guys to make big plays and for Corey Davis and A.J. Brown to have over 200 targets in a season uh, combined and all of these type of things. And it, it goes back to what you said. It goes back to what you said, Scooter. I think it, it well, it's, I'm not saying it is because trust me, man, I hate, I've hated Arthur Smith for as much as anybody else has as a Bijan owner in fantasy. Uh, oh. oh my God. He has, he has, he has stamped his name on the blackest part of my heart. For sure. So I do not, I I have no love for him. But what this guy was saying made a lot of sense to me in that I think this team might want to start to have a a more lean into that running identity um, with Najee and Jalen Warren. Um, You know, at the end of the day, Arthur Smith, I think, I think still is a great running back coordinator. I think he's really, I think he's good at that. Um, the, the reason why Bijan didn't get the ball, I still don't understand. I'll never understand. I don't know why, but at the same time, we can't argue what he did even before Bijan was there with Cordaro Patterson, with Tyler Algier, with no name running backs. And these guys were doing amazing things. Like he's a great running back schemer. And, um, if, if the Steelers can get that O-line together, get that O-line right, we might, we might actually see something from them from this. My guess, I'm so, I'm gonna lean with you, Scooter, and play. My guess is that it's gonna all fall into a million pieces. But I'll, I'm just giving the other side of it to say, I guess I do kind of understand if you go through his whole tenure as an offensive coordinator, like there might be something there where the Steelers are just like, we want to run the ball. We we at the end of the year we saw that we have two very very capable running backs. We want to make that our identity and then open up for some passes to Pickens when it's available. Like, yeah, I can kind of see it, but not really because Arthur Smith sucks. End of rant. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand it. I I guess time will only tell on this hire. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Najee gets an increase and, um, you know, productivity, because I know that that's been something that it seems like that they've been wanting to try and make their identity. What do you guys think about some of the other hires? You know, a hire I do like a lot. I like the OC hire 
um, <clears throat> I forgot what his name was, but he was the OC for the Bengals and he went to Tennessee. I like that hire a lot. Mm, I think that mm-hmm. he, I think that that's going to do. I think he's going to be a good fit down there, especially with Will Levis. If they try to just make Will Levis the guy down there and, uh, you know, kind of build around him. I like. I think that, you know, he'll he'll do good. Yeah, I like that hire. Um, I think it's I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I really feel like it's like a, a big wave move. Um, it could be no. an underrated move that plays out later. But I mean, I, I, I think it was a fine hire. Um, going more offense um, with that team. You got like I said, like I always say it's better to build, just build a team around the quarterback. If they're going all in on Will Levis, then I love it. Uh, that seems very peculiar. peculiar. Interesting. Whatever. Peculiar. I'm bad with words. Um, interesting because they're going all in on Will Levis. I got that, and that's exactly what they should be doing. But they still got to get rid of Tannehill. They still got to understand that dynamic in the offense without Der- Derrick Henry. Keep that in mind. Because he kind of did his whole farewell thing with Tennessee the last game. Mm-hmm. So how does that shake out? I don't know. I think this is like a roll the dice, see where the cards play kind of deal for Tennessee. This is the feel it out year coming into 2024. I think it's just a very interesting pick from like a scheming standpoint to seeing what you have versus where you think you can be. It's it's where I got. I, I'm I'm kind of like a let's see where this plays out type deal for this. Yeah, a lot of these a lot of these coaches, you know, the new head coaches are, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think my biggest surprise, honestly, is Mike Rabel and Bill Belichick are still out there. Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. maybe not as much. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, but Belichick. I think Mike Rabel. I feel like Mike Rabel should have been picked up. Mm-hmm. He might now. go to the Chargers with Harbaugh. As what? Just a coordinator. Huh. Or twist of fate here for the Bucks. We can Todd Bowles. We start over with variable. <laughs> that would be. Because that would be your like ideal other, scenario. Like who's yeah. left besides Todd Bowles? We lost the Dan offensive and defensive coordinator. I think. Dude. No. Dan Quinn. No. Oh god. I hear no, he's no. going to the I hear he's going to the commanders. No. That's what All I right. heard. Well. I don't like it. You but... know what? That suits yeah. him yeah. really well. <laughs> that franchise fits that fits that. Might play out. Cause their only gap, I think, was defense. Because offensively they were fine. I think Howell was I... in the top three for passing. Yeah, was good. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> looking at replacing. It's insane. There were, Dude they can were put up like 3,500 yards and be like, eh, whatever. I, I think the commanders replacing him. <sighs> Unfortunately. So yeah. It, to touch the commanders real quick, I think they need to tackle their coaching staff and their ownership and get the culture established before they start dropping in new new bodies into, into uniforms. I, I think they have a team, a young team with talent, with the right mindset. I think they just need to get the coaching behind it. Well, they traded away their whole defensive line. So, yeah, not, when they traded away Chase Young and Montez Sweat, I was like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, oh my God. so and Chase Young left, and, and like, 
they're going to be a couple of years away from any kind of competing, I think, for sure. Yeah. I mean, all Which in all, man, they'll be fine because apparently Dallas can't win. So, wow. and can, apparently the Eagles. We all wah, know. Wah. Just anything in the NFC East. Yeah. So. Roll the dice. Yeah, exactly. Hey, pick pick your poison. So, but time will always tell for, um, you know, the coaching tree and how everything fits out. I think we kind of touched on it earlier. Theo, you touched on it about it being a scheme. It has to be that perfect marriage. It has to be that perfect marriage between the head coach and all of his coordinating and then the talent that they have on the field and mm-hmm. being able to kind of merge it to where it fits that person and that skill set perfectly. Um, you know, I feel like that that's going to be where you find the most success at. So, um, I mean, of course it helps when you have a talent like Patrick Mahomes, or if you have, you know, an IQ of, you know, coaching like Kyle Shanahan, um, that's obviously going to play a little bit of a role, if not a good amount of that role as far as your success. But I think it just has to be that perfect marriage. You know, mm-hmm. people have to buy into the system. People have to buy into the culture that you're trying to build. That's why I think that Jim Harbaugh in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, I think it's going to be a great fit. I'm really, really excited for Justin Herbert. I've been a fan of his since he's been, you know, com- coming out of Oregon. And, uh, you know, I just hope he's he's successful this year. Um, before we wrap this episode up, we don't have to touch long on it. But are you guys watching the Pro Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I miss the Pro Bowl. I, yeah, I miss I will. the true Pro Bowl. I miss the when they go to Hawaii and they still did the the you know the um Taco. You know, they, they still yeah. did like the talent, you know, games oh, and everything. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. skill the, the skill They're position games and everything. It's all coming back. Uh, Eli Manning was on, uh, I believe, with the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about them bringing back the skills and everything else and showing. It's like, think of it this way. They're bringing back the skills stuff to show that these are professional athletes at the top of their game. It's like if you took average Joe and put him in the 100-meter race with Usain Bolt. That's what they're probably going to be showing. Like They want to show dodgeball game and just watch dudes just pelt each other and and play these like accuracy games and, and deep ball games i would love to like everyone rags on brock purdy about not having a strong arm and everything else but it's all about ball placement so can you hit like a paper plate at 50 yards that's what i want to see and then go put some dude from the stands who's been chugging beer for the past six hours <laughs> but yo it's go do the happen. same thing it's not going to happen. No. Nah. Or, or, or what was it? The Gronkowski kick of destiny? Go get... Uh-huh, it's coming Pat back. Mac- Pat McAfee did this on college game day. Kick this 30-yard field goal, and we'll give you $100,000. The kid missed. I was like... Yeah. Like, put me out there. Put me out there. That I'll hurts. go do it right now. I probably would miss, too, but I want to try it. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Chance That's for what I think grand. Bowl, I'll, pro- I'll try my fair share. Get, like, three dudes <laughs> to, like... Race Tyreek Hill. <laughs> just, just in the yeah, right, dude. He'd run backwards and he'd still beat them. I want yeah. you to go. What was it? That there was a meme. It was like, try to prevent DK Metcalf from catching a ball for ten million dollars or just taking a hundred grand. I'd be like, dude, 
You know, that's tempting. <laughs> what what what's that one drill called where you both lay on your back and then you Oklahoma. get up and then Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Those Dude, I think are, get are... an average Joe doing the oh. Oklahoma drill with Saquon Barkley, bro. Oh, and they're my dead. God. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. like, it's even retired oh, St. Louis and you have to run the ball past him. You'd oh, still my gosh, you. man. Oh, yeah. But you know oh, what? Yeah. I would sign up for it, man. How about this? Oh, 100%. Have... I'd sign up for each and every last one. And I, get would, destroyed. I would absolutely sign up until I just couldn't walk anymore. Oklahoma mm-hmm. drill against Max Crosby. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, right. Not going to yeah. happen. And you might actually I missed the Pro Bowl, though. I want I want the Pro yeah. Bowl where it was Sean Taylor, man. When Sean Taylor was Sean Taylor. It yeah. was 100% yeah. every single game. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he's the like, guy. I'm not slowing down. He had no off button. No. No. No off yeah. button. I'm going to be watching it just simply because I know that we're coming to an end to this NFL season. And, you know, it's bittersweet, right? We get to watch the the pinnacle game, right? Where we're like, who's going to win it? Who's going to, who is going to be crowned this year's Super Bowl champion? But it quickly goes to. Oh yay! Oh okay. Now we have months and yeah. months and months of no football. So, uh, but you know that's just the cycle. This is yeah. this is where it comes. But another comes great those. season, another uh, another you know. I mean, all the storylines and everything else like that. And we've been here every single week to talk about it, and we are going to continue to do so even during the off season. Um, I know last off season we took a little bit of a hiatus. I don't know what the plan is this year. We'll kind of address that though here in a couple weeks. So after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, but big things to continue to come. Hey, again, if you guys have made it all the way to the end of this episode, that that's huge. Shout out to you. Give give a little bit of fist bump. Boom boom. All right, because seriously, that is the best way to support this channel. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment down on, you know, what maybe things that you want to see in this podcast. We're continuing to try and grow it and, you know, kind of evolve this as as we are going. We definitely appreciate you guys, all of your support. Share it with your family and friends, uh, all co-workers of, you know, all NFL and college football fans that, you know, because that is going to be the best way to support us. So, but we definitely appreciate you guys. And I think Scooter, I almost said it. I almost, almost, I almost called almost. you by your government name, but Scooter, <laughs> I think that he has our socials, so I'll let him take it. As always, Dave, as always. Yeah, uh, we got the Beard Zone Podcast at gmail.com. We got Facebook at the Beard Zone Podcast. We got Twitter at the Beard Zone Pod. And we got Instagram at the Beard Zone Football Podcast. And you can reach us out on any of those. Uh, we are very interactive. I'm pretty sure that we, we've got some banter on on some Facebook uh, comments about, you know, who cares? Well, guess what? We do. And and you know what? We'll talk to you. Same thing on Twitter. We put up polls. Yep. We put up comments. We put up all this stuff. We tag other people on Instagram. We're trying to be different. We're trying to put the different reels out there. You got some ideas. Shoot them to us. We're all about it. And mm-hmm. there might be some changes. There might be some Easter eggs and all that stuff. So just stay tuned. That's all we're asking. And like Dave said, hit the share, hit the like, hit the subscribe, share with a friend. Word of mouth goes real far. Love it. We're just trying to break the algorithm. That's all we're trying to do. And we love y'all for listening. Come on. Help us break it.
help us break it. All of that will be also down in the description for all the links to all of our socials and everything else like that. So definitely go ahead and go follow us there. Until next week, guys. Next week, big week. Next week, Super Bowl. We got we get our Super Bowl predictions. Scooter's going to be wearing a Taylor Swift shirt. I don't I know what represent. we're going to be wearing. I will. I will, I will so. bring the reputation. <laughs> maybe we should all. Maybe we should all wear a shirt maybe. of some type. Dude, you know what? Dave would disown Theo, us if he does that. Theo and no, I. First of all, if I'm not wearing a Taylor Swift shirt, not no, so, no. not so ever. No, no. I don't think Theo was. We all know what Scooter's going to be wearing next week. It's going to be that T Swift. It's going to be that T Swift. David. Theo, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll wear something tune, else. Maybe tune in next week and find. Tune in next week. The suspense. We're gonna do a little bit of a cliffhanger here. So, but um, yeah, we'll be back next week, Thursday, eleven a.m. I mean, every single week, man. We're just boom, boom, boom. Also, next week, college episode. Me and uh, Scooter will be breaking down what position we'll be going over. We're going to go over wide receivers there, Dave. Wide receivers. Deep class this year. So Tuesday next week, we are going to be dropping that. Um, So go ahead and keep an eye out for that. But until next time, guys. Beard Zone out.